welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is A Boy and His Blob. A Boy and His Blob was developed by Imagineering and published in North America by Absolute Entertainment in January of 1990, but by Jaleco in Japan in November of 1990. Okay. And then a year later in 1991, across the PAL territories. Getting it out there, man. Yeah, not too horribly late. And of course, this game was developed and programmed by the one and only David Crane. Yeah, it's... Uh, you can see it, uh, you know, on the manual, or I think even the title screen, it's David Crane's A Boy and His Blob. Yeah, yeah. Well, he comes from a world of programming where the programmers were named for every game. Right, right. And that world was the world of Activision. Yeah, he's old school, man. Yeah. Uh, Absolute was a spinoff of Activision. And Activision, most people don't realize, was a software company made up of all ex-Atari uh, yeah. programmers they were like the first third party pretty much right yeah and they left to be kind of uh their own stewards they wanted to be the ones in charge and show that games were made by usually a person or one or two people at that time and they put their names on them to show that this was that person's game pretty uh, mo- cool most well known from him was of course uh dragster okay no it was kaboom <laughs> no his most famous game of course was pitfall yeah and pitfall 2 okay yeah and, of course, most people think back very fondly of Pitfall as one of the best games for the Atari 2600. I do, yeah. It, there's a little more to it than most. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was multiple screens. That's, <laughs> that alone was enough. Oddly enough, uh, while I was looking through David Crane's bio, mm-hmm. I saw that he also programmed a Transformers game for the Commodore 64. Whoa, really? I'd be very interested in checking that out. Yeah. And then he also, uh, sadly, was listed as one of the programmers on the home improvement game for the Super Nintendo. I've never played it, but it doesn't seem like it would be that great. Have you watched it? No, no. Oh, it is. It is (laughs) something. It is the very epitome of the 90s giant hangar Oh, right, right. Or like Wayne's World kind of feel, had that vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, But much more surreal. Now, A Boy and His Blob was um, David Crane's sole idea, brainchild, And what he wanted to do was create an adventure game. Mm -hmm. But he thought that most adventure games had a very clunky and unintuitive interface. Is he like, are you talking about like versus, say, a point and click one? Yeah, like a LucasArts or uh, that kind of. Scum games. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this was his attempt to get rid of those menus. Okay. Where I I can see what he was going for, but I don't know if he really entirely pulled it off. And now this game, while most uh, NES games took six eight months to a year to to, to finish mm-hmm. or to make uh this game was started and completed in six weeks whoa, whoa. okay now granted i guess the, there was like 18 hour days involved for a lot of that and uh <laughs> wolf man <laughs> crane himself i guess lived in a hotel across the street from the the workplace man they were really 
burning the candle at both ends, huh? But that is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was quite worth the effort. <laughs> or maybe if there was a little more time, they could have polished it a little bit more. But uh, It's you know, one of those, if you grade it on a curve where you're like, well, for six weeks, all right, you know. It's pretty amazing. Now, in Japan, this game was known as uh, Mysterious Blobby, The Crisis of Blobania. Okay. And then there was also a reboot of this game that came out for the Wii, uh, just simply titled A Boy and His Blob. Is that That's the new one where it looks like a cartoon? Yes, it is beautiful, and that was done by WayForward. I believe it's supposed to be good, right? Uh, it's upstairs in my collection. It's oh. quite good. Okay. And uh, WayForward, of course, known for the Shantae games and mm-hmm. many other 2D, uh, just beautiful 2D art across the board. They know what they're doing. They do, and they really knocked it out of the park with that one. Well, Nick, what kind of game is A Boy and His Blob? Well, um, as you kind of mentioned earlier, it's an adventure game. Mm-hmm. It handles very similarly to Pitfall. Yeah. Or even, I would say, Prince of Persia? Yeah, I could see it's got that kind of vibe to it, um, with the big exception is that you cannot jump. Yes, because in this game, you are a boy. Yeah. Do you, I don't think you ever get a name. No, it's just called The Boy in the manual. And this boy cannot jump. I'm not sure what's wrong with him or his legs. He's a weakling, I guess. But he has no jump at all, not no. vertical or horizontal. It's heartbreaking, really. It really is. I feel like so much of this game would have been better if <laughs> you just would have had a jump. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll go into more of that a little later. But you do have a movement. You, you can walk. You can run. Yeah, you have a very uh, strange, well, not really strange, but you do have a definite momentum. Like, you move slower, and then you'll start to run as, you know, the longer you hold forward. And if you are at a full run, and you run off a ledge, you do get a nice uh, Warner Brothers cartoon-style air run. <laughs> right, right. You can you can even run back to the ledge if, if you're quick, quick enough. Yeah, yeah. So I do like that. Yeah. There is a pause button in the game. Always nice. But really, your controls are all there. To interact with the blob. Yeah, your little blob buddy. Blobbert. It is a white blob with a big smiling grin. Mm-hmm. It always reminds me a lot of like a white Slimer. Yeah, totally. And I, I enjoy that. And the main way you interact with this blob is by tossing it jelly beans. Yeah, you have like 12 flavors of jelly beans that each change it to a different form and function. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into each one of those in just a second. But the other thing you can do is whistle. And that's its own button as well. Yeah, and that, you know, summons the blob to you if it can make it. Mm -hmm. And it also makes it leave its current form. Yeah, yeah. Now, I should talk about this later, but I really feel like the way this game could have been a lot better is if the whistle button was the jump button, and whistle was just one of your options in the jelly bean menu. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's not. No, no. They're wasting buttons, man. So if you're not whistling, your other button throws the jelly bean. And when you throw that jelly bean... It is not a drop. It is a lob. Yeah, you have it's a got, little arc. And that arc is further if you're running. Yeah. It doesn't have to be exact either. The The blob will move a little bit to catch it. It will, yeah. And it has a very large mouth, so it can catch it anywhere in that mouth area. That's true. But we should say you can miss, you know, you can throw jelly beans and just nothing will happen. It's uh, kind of heartbreaking, I guess. It is very heartbreaking because you have a very finite amount of jelly beans. Side note, I could not find the numbers online at all. Do you have them? Uh, no, no. Um, okay. I never ran out of any, so. And then one other thing to note is that there is no health in this game. No, you are a one-hit kill. Um, you are a boy. <laughs> your, your boy is so weak, not only can he not jump, but any any damage will kill this creature. Or if you fall more than one and a half screens, you will also die. So falling damage, watch out. 
Or go in the water at all. Yep, any water will instantly kill you. Or touching any spikes. Yeah, yeah. Or any creature you encounter. Yep, just steer clear. Although, there aren't a ton of creatures, so... Well, in the first part of the game. Well, yeah. They really, really make up for it there at the end. (laughs) Now, this game does have a score, which is pretty much useless. Yeah. I did not notice you getting any extra lives from it. I did not either. But you do have lives. You start with five, Mm -hmm. and uh, every time you die, that life is gone. Now, you do increase your score by finding treasures. Yeah, you, um, at least in the first chunk of the game, I mean, that's your main objective is you have to get them all, so they give you points. And it will tell you how many treasures you have remaining after you've gotten each one. And then also littered throughout the levels are peppermints, and if you find five of those, you will get an extra life. That's how you get them, not through points. Did you ever get an extra life from peppermints? No. I did not. I just, I saw that written down. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, they talk about it in the manual, but I saw some at one point in the game, but I never went out of my way to really look for them. A final note, there is a store in the town that is only accessible once you have gotten all the treasures, mm-hmm. and in it you can get more vitamins, and vitamins are the ammo for one of your jelly bean forms. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny where, you know, what is this place where you roll in with, like, gems and gold for vitamins? It's an interesting exchange. One thing I would like to note is that I really do like the graphics for the treasure chest. Yeah, yeah. And when you take the treasure, the chest is still there. You've just taken the treasure out of it. I like that a lot. It's a good touch. Well, there's only one thing left to talk about here in the gameplay section, and that is the entire reason for playing this game. Oh, yeah. And that is the jelly beans. That's They're, they're the focus. That's your special powers, so... And each jelly bean changes the blob into one unique form Mm -hmm. or function in a way yeah and most of them are really awful puns yep yep so yeah it's yeah we're gonna start here i think we're gonna do this alphabetically that sounds good now one thing to note is that you only have a specific amount of each jelly bean and it's different for each type of jelly bean yeah um but neither of us wrote down how many that is well, there is um, there's also that jelly bean bag you can get that, that increases, increases your stock. I, I never really noticed it because, I mean, I guess I got it somewhere. I don't know. I never really ran out or got that low of any of the jelly beans to where yeah. it was a problem. Unless you're doing some heavy exploring or just really bad with your aim, you will probably be fine with the amount of jelly beans you have. Yeah. Or were given at the beginning of the game. Because that is the cool part is you start with all of these. Mm-hmm. All of your options are there right from the beginning. Yeah. Including the apple jelly bean. Yeah. The apple will turn the blob into a jack. An apple jack. Yeah. And this will automatically start ratcheting up. Yeah. And anything that's above it will get lifted mm-hmm. or tipped over. Yeah. So this is one of the forms where you really have to be very specific as to where the blob is. Yeah. Pos- when you give it the jelly bean. Positioning him can be a bit of a pain sometimes. Indeed. And then next up, we have the cinnamon jelly bean. This jelly bean will turn the blob into a blowtorch. Not just a blowtorch. An old-fashioned blowtorch. Yeah, it's one of the little ones. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool with, like, the fuel canister hanging, you know? Mm-hmm. And the little knob on top. And you use it to burn spider webs at one point. I think that's really its main use, but you can also, it's probably the most useful for being able to position the blob because as soon as you, you know, release it, he will go, you'll just land at a specific spot. Yeah, so you can drop him exactly where you need him to be with this jelly bean. And then we have the coconut jelly bean. Yeah, I, I never really used this one. It turns you into a coconut, an actual coconut. 
you know, which you kind of use to like bowl. You can, you know, roll the uh-huh. guy, you know, and. I never used it myself. I did see in a playthrough where a guy used it towards the end of the game to, I don't know what the point was, but he, he rolled it past a bunch of enemies. There's, I, I read a thing where it's like, when you roll the coconut, it, the screen will follow the blob in that form. Mm-hmm. And then that will count those screens as having triggered the enemies. So when you go through them a second time, they're not supposed to be there. Oh, okay. Or th- that's what I remember reading. I didn't do it, so. Nor I did I. <laughs> Other than that, I don't I don't really know what you would use it for, to be honest. Yeah. And then we have the cola jelly bean. Yeah. And we all know that when you drink a nice fizzy cola, it emits lots of bubbles. Yes. So yeah, you get a the blob becomes a bubble form, which allows you to travel underwater. Now you have to walk into this bubble though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can move with it. And that your movement is really, really crappy on land, and then once you get in water, it's <laughs> It's a little better, I guess. A little, little <laughs> bit better. After that, we have the honey jelly bean. Yeah, another one I, I never used. Uh, I used it a couple times. This turns the blob into a hummingbird, mm-hmm. which is that just to like get him back to you? Yes. So there are certain places where a ketchup, mm-hmm. oh, spoilers, won't work. And uh, the hummingbird, especially if you are like, if you've jumped up mm-hmm. 20 floors right, to right. get out, Yeah, <laughs> you can toss the jelly bean down to him and it will hummingbird all the way up to you. Oh, okay. And then next up is that uh, aforementioned ketchup. Yeah, and this will make the blob uh, catch up. So it pretty much teleports him to you. Mm-hmm. Did you read about the weird glitch with this? I uh, Maybe. There is an order where you can toss one bean to the blob and mm-hmm. then uh, ketchup bean. And if you do it quick enough, it will turn into a brick wall. Oh, yeah. Okay, I did read about that. It doesn't seem to have any applications, right? No. Um, originally, there was going to be a grape jelly bean. Ah, and the grape wall ah, was okay. a feature. But ah. when this game was being play tested, there was no ketchup jelly bean, and people were just getting totally stuck. Oh, so they replaced it with the ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that way, you could still get your blob back. But I guess that remnant of the code was still left in there. So okay, yeah, I was I was going to ask because spoilers uh, in the manual it does list the grape jelly bean as a flavor. Mm. And I thought I missed one, or I don't know. <laughs> no, it was taken out at the last minute. But yes, the ketchup um, it will work. I think almost always if you're on the same level or maybe one level away. I used it once. I remember where the blob was down by the water. Mm-hmm. I got out. And I could see him heading my way, and then he kind of fell in the water. And when I used it, the blob appeared and then sunk through the screen. And I had to use another ketchup, and then he just appeared. Hmm. Kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. Well, following that, we have the licorice jelly bean. One of the most heavily used, for me anyways. Uh, this will turn a blobbert into a ladder. Now, you know, off topic, how do you feel about the licorice jelly bean in real life? It's disgusting. You know, I used to think that, but now as I get older, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. That's gross. That's it is, so gross. I do. I understand how gross it is, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Ugh. as a ladder, though, yeah, this is like number one most useful form of all. Yeah, you, um, you know, that's just how you um. Well, you throw them ascend, the beam. You know, yeah, you can go up through the floor, kind of, which mm-hmm. at the beginning really gave me some trouble before I realized that. You know, I thought you had to. Use a ladder at the very edge of the floor. So I spent some time with a blowtorch trying to position it. Right. No, you can go through any floor. It's very nice. Uh, Then we have the lime. Yeah, this is... I do know how many of these you get. It's just two, Two. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the least used one by far. Because Uh, you only have to use it once. Yeah, and it turns the blob into a key. A key Key lime. lime. Yeah, use it to unlock a lock, 
once. So don't use them when you don't have to. There you go. Yeah. Hold on to those guys. And then we have the orange, the orange jelly bean. This is a weird one because it turns him into the Vita Blaster. Which, which is, is a, little, a gun. Yeah, it's a little like weird gun that shoots uh, vitamins out that you buy from the uh, vitamin shop we now, mentioned earlier. And then uh, the Vita Blaster can be shot vertically if mm-hmm. you hold up, but its normal shot is like a weird angle. Yeah, you get an angle, or if you press down, you can shoot it straight mm-hmm. across. And then there are three types of vitamins that you can shoot, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And they each have a different, like one of them is like an arced one, one of them is straight, and one of them is an arced one that bounces up. Yeah. Very weird. I just use the straight shooter. Yeah, well, because you only need to use them for about five screens. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brief. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's my that's one of my other big problems is why, why weren't you using this all throughout those yeah, why never ending be, sewers? Yeah, there could be enemies down there to shoot. At least give me something to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Instead of those stupid, quote, snakes. <laughs> uh, then we have the punch. The this, punch jelly bean. Yeah, we'll create a hole. Like a hole punch. Uh, mm. um, but it's more like a little like Looney Tunes style portable hole thing. Oh, yeah. It appears on the floor and you can fall through it to, you know, to get down to different levels. But it really should be more accurately named um, 75% chance of death. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, one of the big gripes is it's like this is the only way to explore a lot of areas where it's like just start falling down and hoping there's land below you. Yeah, it's you, horrible. You have no recourse. Like you can't switch to another jelly bean or something while you're falling to save you no it's it's this is my biggest gripe yeah it's it's, it sucks (laughs) well slightly cooler than the punch is of course the root beer this becomes a rocket yeah and this is another one you don't get very many of this one's very funny because i had just imagined it to be like in super mario brothers 2 you know you can get the rocket Mm mm-hmm but instead, it looks like a little firework rocket that you ride on yeah. and then blast off uh, pretty hilariously, I thought. Now, this can only be used on the very top surface because it takes you to another world. It takes you to Blabalonia. And I'm pretty sure you can use it right away. I think so. You don't really have to play a big chunk of this game if you're willing to forego any of that Vita gun. Yeah, if you're ammo. good enough. I, I don't know. And then following that, we have the Strawberry. This jelly bean will turn it into a bridge to bridge gaps you can walk across. Uh, this is one of the few that I really could not find any connection between the name and the flavor. Yeah, I was really, I was like, is there a strawberry bridge from something? No, not strawberry I, fields. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Now, the bridge is another one that I like a lot because not only is it super useful, but you also don't have to aim it. You don't have to get the blob close to the edge of where you want the bridge oh, yeah. to be. He will slide across and, and fill that gap no matter where he is on that plane. Good on him. Very. And getting close to the end here, we have the tangerine jelly bean. And this will become a trampoline. Yes. Which uh, has some pretty incredible bouncing powers. Oh, yeah. It does not uh, obey the laws of kinetic no. physics <laughs> at all. Um, you can, when you stand on it, you'll start bouncing up. And by pressing up or down, you can, you know, heighten or decrease the height of said jump so Mm -hmm. if you just keep holding up and keep bouncing you'll go one two three i mean the most you can get i think is five or six like i've I've done the full five or six there's one spot where i took it all the way from the bottom of the (laughs) sewers to the top well yeah i mean and eventually it just stops because you hit a roof i don't know if Mm -hmm. you used it on the top uh, that's the very place i had to use that hummingbird oh right right. afterwards because i had just gone up a zillion levels uh the dangerous thing about the trampoline though is it's very squirrely your left and right movement when you're jumping up and down on it don't do it (laughs) and if you leave that trampoline over one and a half screens high 
You will die when it's you hit a, the ground. Yeah, you will. It's over. And then finally, the last jelly bean is one of the few, or perhaps the only, dual-use jelly bean. And that is the vanilla bean. Yeah, and this makes an umbrella, which I guess kind of sounds like vanilla, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, he makes a little, you know, uh, umbrella, and that will help you to float slowly and kind of aim yourself. Yeah, but it also acts as a shield for any falling obstacles from ahead. Yeah, there are overhead. a few scenes of, like, falling rocks and stuff, so yep. you got to watch out for those. Yes, you do. Well, Nick, this is a publisher with uh, not a lot of time on the Nintendo at this point. No, and not a lot of time to make this game, apparently. So, how much time do they put into this manual? Uh, not much. Uh, it's a very short manual with only 13 pages. Okay. It's black and white. It has one screenshot and some uh, art, you know, item pictures of the items that people yeah. drew. And then, so it goes through every jelly bean? Uh, no. It tells Wait. you all the flavors, but it does not tell you what they do. That You're supposed to find it on your own. Not cool. Mm, not well. cool. I mean, I can see where you'd be like, yeah, but if you had unlimited jelly beans. But since some of them, like what if you're screwing around and you waste your two key limes at the beginning? You know, you've just lost the game and you won't know it till the very end. That's true. That's true. But it does have a brief bio section about David Crane. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's, a very, it's like a paragraph, but it's like they claim that... He had created Pitfall, you know, but at this time, it was the best-selling cartridge of all time, supposedly. Hmm. Which I still kind of doubted. I'm like, eh, Super Mario Brothers, maybe? I yeah. don't know. No, I, I think at this point in time, it still could have been because of the fact that Mario Brothers made it by being the pack-in. Yeah. And people really don't realize how many Atari systems were out there in the world. That's very true, I'm sure. And, you know, Pitfall is substantially cheaper than the pack-in, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean... The Atari was still selling games through the 80s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I could see that. Yeah, well, I, I just thought it was a funny little thing. Um, they give you a little bit of story. The boy has an alien blob best friend named Blobbert, um, and it just tells you to get money by collecting treasures to get vitamins to go rescue uh, the planet of Blobalonia from the evil emperor who's pumping out candy. Mm. He yeah. likes candy and hates vitamins. He doesn't like healthy food. Oh, yeah. I didn't really understand any of that towards the end of the game. The whole candy thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it runs down some treasures. It shows you um, the enemies, you know, which are all four great. of them. Well, you got the marshmallows and. Yeah, I read that later. Weird... I did not take any of those things to be marshmallows or whatever they were supposed to be. They the are time. very minimalist sprites, let's say. Oh, yeah. It also gives you a few hints at the end, you know, where it's like experiment a lot. Uh it, they directly call out using the blowtorch to position the the blob properly, so that that's kind of cool. But shockingly to me, in a game where they encourage you to experiment and figure out all of these jelly beans and their functions, there are no notes at the end of the book. So Man, they dropped the ball there. It seems like they really did. <clears throat> well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, a boy, and his blob? Um, I definitely remember renting it and playing it with my friend. I don't think we, I don't remember disliking it or really liking it. I just remember. I, I remember really liking it. I rented it oh, once yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, this game is so cool. But I just thought it was really hard. Yeah. And then I think at one point I re-rented it at some point because I was like, man, I, I know what the jelly beans are now. I yeah. think a Nintendo Power had come out and right. given you the rundown. I definitely had that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I, I can do it this time. I did not. I, I mean, I rented it, but I did not beat that game. Oh, right, right. And then it kind of just stuck with me for years. Like. Oh yeah, that was a weird game, and I always, I always really had fond memories of the concept, though. Yeah, yeah, the one that got away, huh? Mm -hmm. 
So then what was your more recent experience with this game, Nick? I beat this game in uh, two different plays. Yeah. Um, the first time I just kind of farted around, see what I, you know. Oh, yeah. That's did. exactly what I did. I spent about an hour, hour and a half thinking, you know, I know this game's a little obtuse, a little hard, but I bet I can get half the treasures or something on mm-hmm. my own. Right. No. I, I got a few, but I, mean, I got not a few, and many. I got a lot of deaths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first time where I, you really have to learn not only what functions the jelly beans have, but how you actually use them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can be a little tricky. And then most importantly, you need a map, a mm-hmm. really, really good map. Yes. Yes. And uh, big shout out to Laser Software because they have some maps online that are just the screen grabs. Yeah, yeah, the, the best kind. Oh, yeah, and those maps were invaluable, especially through that first part of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I played this twice, and then, of course, I beat it as well. Now, I did save state my butt off, uh, especially that last chunk of the game. I did a little bit, yeah, as well, mainly on the Blobonia. Blobolonia. Yeah, or... yeah, exactly, um, because as we'll talk about, it just becomes a true hell gauntlet <laughs> for that last, like, five minutes of gameplay. Yeah. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I just want to say this game is definitely as interesting as I remember it. Yeah. But also just as hard to play as I remembered it. Well, you know, they're going for this adventure game thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of dressed like a platformer. Did that adventure game info answer all the questions you had about why this game controls as it does? Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, why is it... I don't know. Why would you choose a platforming side, you know, 2D side scrolling interface with all these like leaps, much like Pitfall? The first part of this game is very much exactly like Pitfall in a lot of ways. Pitfall or Prince of Persia. I felt like these levels, the levels were designed like they were from Prince of Persia. But you can't jump or do anything on your own. So what's the point? I don't know. But, you know, you, you adventure around and look for, you know, try to, the real meat is figuring out which jelly bean to use to get past a you know whatever situation yeah it's more of a puzzle adventure game just disguised as a platformer yeah well yeah definitely and i think another thing you know since this game is very screen by screen Mm -hmm. up and down side to side you know it does itself a disservice because you can't look down it's hard to see when you want to use your your holes and stuff well it's like um flashback except Mm -hmm. for you on flashback, you just have to figure out, you know, what to do with one item at a time or right, the confines right. of that one screen. And the fact that you have so many options in this one is a problem. Yeah. Um, and especially once, you know, I got the swing of it and I was like, okay, I'm just, it's ladders, umbrellas, holes, and, and bridges were the big four that I was just all over that cave. Yeah. For the first uh, two thirds of the game, that's really the majority of what you're doing. And I think with the, another thing about it that makes it difficult is the way the screen, like the level layout doesn't lend itself to where the screen divisions are a lot of places, yeah, you know, where that. I'm like, I, why can't I just look up here? Or, you know, why would you chop it here where, you know, you'll have a screen where it's like, it's just all solid ground up through the bottom three quarters and you have to go up and it's like, why am I not just at the bottom of that? Just bump me up there. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like this doesn't really gain anything. It just makes more screen breaks at awkward places. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as the graphics go, I think the animations are really good in this game. I really actually like, I love the way your guy runs as mm-hmm. goofy as it may feel. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. And the way the blob moves around. 
and the way his mouth moves and his transformations into the objects all look really, really good. Yeah, um, I think there's some pretty good backgrounds as well, especially the city night, the night city at the top at the beginning. I'm, oh, yeah, that looks really cool. Agreed. But the biggest problem for me is that the backgrounds just never change. You're only in four scenes. Well, and a lot of the, you know, like we said, that that sweet city background is barely in it. Most mm -hmm. of the time you're just in a cave and it's all black. Mm -hmm. so, Definitely. Eh. And then on top of that, the music, man, the music's great, mm -hmm. but it's on a loop. There's only two songs you're going to hear. So. Over and <laughs> over and over again. They really, and I will say they tricked me when I finally got to Blabalonia. And I'm like, oh, maybe there'll be a new music. And the first, like, 10 seconds of it sounds exactly like the other track. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, really? They're, they're doing it again? But it's, you know, then it kind of remixes itself. So Now, the other thing to note is uh, we played it at the beginning of the show. I'll play it again real quick here. And then at the beginning of the song, man, it's such a ripoff of the Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, it is. It's not yeah. even funny. I mean... It's like, what can we do to make this not copyright strike? Yeah, like, every fourth note has to change or whatever. Exactly. And, I mean, even the title screen, the font for A Boy and His Blob, has that Indiana Jones, uh, you know, looks just like it. Yeah, it does. And, you know, that's a positive in my book, so. Yeah. Yeah. The exploring in this game, in some ways, could be really, really fun. But my biggest problem is that a lot of it is exploring with that hole. Mm -hmm. And that hole is just leaps of faith. You're just taking blind stabs at where you're going to go. Until you figure out, oh, okay, walk this far, drop the hole here. Because mm -hmm. there's actually a ledge underneath. And to me, that's just like the laziest of all of all yeah, you know, parts of this game. It's There's not even any indicators like, oh, you know, maybe you're always going to want to put it in the middle. Right. Or there would be a light above or something. Anything to let or, you know. Yeah, like, or if you came back later and you're like, wait, this would connect up here. I can see. But no, first of all, screen chopped off. You can't tell from getting up there. So right. you're not going to know. You just have to test it randomly. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere. You know, for example, in, say, Zelda or certain areas where you would be able to, or, or Metroid, where mm -hmm. you, you're like, I can see an area, but I can't get there. How do I get there? Here, it's just like, you can't see it. You wouldn't even know it's there, but you were supposed to look. Right. That is that is the biggest problem. Not cool, David Crane. It is not cool, David. But you know what? If we're going to talk about that kind of thing, I think we need to break right into our next segment. Let's do it. And here we are in the next segment, the level by level portion of our show. And this game doesn't really have levels. No, it doesn't. Uh... Has one big open area that you start in, mm -hmm. and then two other smaller areas after that. And yeah. we're just going to briefly and generally talk about them, because really, there's not a lot to talk about. No, no, not really. <laughs> and as you said earlier, the game starts you out in the city with the blob. But right away, you see a stairway down into the subway system. Oh, well, you can walk all the way to the right, and you'll get to that vitamin store. It's mm -hmm. uh, pretty pointless now, but you can check it out if you want. There's nothing, no hazards or enemies up here, really. Right. And then if you walk all the way to the left, I think is your house. Yeah, yeah. Little house there, I guess. So that's cool. One thing I do like is that in the subways, there's some cool graffiti in the background. Yeah. It, yeah, it looks like real graffiti, kind of. Yeah, it's really good looking. And this is one of those things where it's like, man, these backgrounds are awesome for now. Yeah, what? Why, why couldn't you use them a little more? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because below that is just the giant caverns. Yeah, you'll, I mean, right away the game kind of 
shows you what's up because you'll go down the steps and see a treasure to your left. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you go, you can't get down to the lower level, which you can see here mm -hmm. unless you use the hole. So you're going to have to use a hole, go back to the left, use a ladder, get that treasure. Pretty simple. Yeah. But then right away, now you have to use the hole again to get below into the caverns. But where do you use it? Yeah, and it's just all trial and error. Yep. And if you look at a map, it's kind of amazing because it's not that big. No, uh, it, it really feels <laughs> much larger than it is just because you can't get around easily. And and again, you can the screen by screen scrolling really confines your field of view so that you can only take in so much at a time. Yeah. Now you are going to encounter your first enemy down here in the caves and that is the quote-unquote snake yeah the subway serpents mm, is that what they're called officially mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it is a really good looking chain of balls that bounces yeah. back and forth yeah and a pretty set pattern usually sometimes you'll get them in a weird area where they don't do exactly the same mm -hmm. thing back and forth but they're i didn't really have too much problem just running underneath these guys no if if you take your time and you watch what you're doing they are not too big of a problem to get through Really, the hardest part of this entire area is the very bottom of this map, and that is where you must use the bubble mm -hmm. to go into the water. Yeah, this uh, your play control really takes a dive here, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, you don't have. There's not a lot of hazards here except for some spikes, stalactites on the ceiling, Correct. and such. Uh, but there are a lot of treasure down here. Right, and I was really surprised when I came down because you can see there's one little treasure chest mm -hmm. with some spikes around it. It's pretty tough to get. I would say at least a third, if not half of the treasure is underwater. Yeah, and then, well, there are all those little diamonds that mm -hmm. are the same color as the water. You might miss them at first, They, you know, but you want to get all those, obviously. Mm -hmm. And really, uh, it's just avoiding those spikes because they are the one hit kill. That's what makes this area so, so difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, we should give it credit. Like when you die, you start, you respawn pretty close, like right, right behind where you were. So good on them. But once you've cleared out this area and then most of the caverns and you have enough of the treasures, then you can go back to the top. And yeah. you really want to pretty much use your trampoline there because there's a couple of areas where you can trampoline all the way up. Yeah. Almost to the top by yourself. There's, I mean, the whole, these caverns generally, it's like you go down the steps and you kind of make your way in a, a clockwise circle, I found. Mm -hmm. All the way, you know, the water's at the bottom, then you'll come back up, move up, and because the exit is a manhole that you walked over to get to the subway. Yes, it is. And once you get up there, you should have all the treasures, hopefully, or else you're going back down. Right. And once you have those treasures, you go to the vitamin shop. You'll get that ammo you needed. Which is kind of weird. Like, I didn't think... In my mind, I thought, I'm buying vitamins with this, uh, with my treasure, mm -hmm. you know? And it just gives you, like, a selection of the three vitamins. You get a couple hundred of each or whatever. But it doesn't... I don't know. I, I expected, like, a sound or some actual transaction thing. Like Yes, it's very unclear. I, it took me a minute until I finally just whipped out the Vita Blaster and checked it out and realized that I did have all the ammo. Yes, and once you have it, then you can hop on that rocket and fly to Blobania. Blobonia? Blobalonia. Blobalonia, sorry. <laughs> sorry, all you Blobonians out there. <laughs> yeah. Blobalonians. And you may be confused because Blobalonia is not that different than our world. No, it just looks like Earth, pretty uh, much. Well, it looks like if you were shrunk. In the okay, farmlands yeah. of Earth. Okay, yeah, because you you know you land, you come soaring in. Um, this was an area where I was like, oh, there's a couple peppermints up there. You, you can see them as you're scrolling, zipping by. Mm -hmm. But I mean, obviously, you need the trampoline to jump up and get them. But I didn't mess with it. Nor did I. And right away, you're going to be encountering a whole new world of enemies. 
That's right. Starting with the magic marshmallows. Mm-hmm. I thought these were just tiny blobs, and I felt bad for killing them. Yeah, they just bounce up and down. Can you actually kill them with the gun? Or yeah, I just crept by them all. Oh, I shot every single thing. Okay, I because I was I not dealing with the, that creeping. Because I I, did, <laughs> I tried that as well, and man, your slidiness is not cool. Well, this is where I developed this special, you know, because of the weird momentum mm-hmm. where it's like every time I would start running after a second, you have to let off and stop so that you don't get past a certain amount of momentum. So you won't mm. slide. But it's it's very touch and go. It actually wasn't that tough. But if you can just shoot them, do that. Yeah. The first wave is just them going up and down in different patterns. And that's about four or five screens. And then after that, you find what I, I saw referred to as cherry bombs. Yeah. But they're just cherries. Yeah, even on a branch, kind of. Just falling down. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, same thing. If they touch the bottom, they will. you will die. Yeah. And I found that even like, it's like I went in the screen and left, and they will still ignite like it blew up, and I wasn't even in the same screen as them, and I died. Yes. So watch out. Just But, you, you know, they fall slow, shoot them all down. Easy. A hot tip. You can actually, I think, run through all of these screens. Oh, even you can just make it through, and they, mm-hmm. they won't hurt you? Oh, okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. But again... You do have all that ammo in your Vita Blaster, so go for it. Yeah. And as you said, there are more peppermints in the sky throughout this area. So if you're really hurting for lives, this is where you can get a few back. Yeah. Because yeah. you probably will need them here in a moment. Because uh, next up, you're going to be in the giant cornfield. Yeah, this part gets really rough. You're going to be fighting popcorn itself. Mm-hmm. And the popcorn, I mean, it, it, it's like the snake times 10. Yeah, and it's it can be especially frustrating even when you're fighting... When there's only one piece at a time that'll come bouncing out, mm-hmm. but they'll respawn from the edge to where you can shoot them or just, you know, run under them if it's possible. But beware because they will appear right at the edge of the screen where you're trying to leave. Mm-hmm. So you have to time it to know like one's not going to spawn again right when I'm trying to go out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the very end of this cornfield is a giant ear of corn. Delicious. And you just go right past it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a thing. Yeah. I thought maybe there'd be a corn beast corn dragon of some sort but you go into what is a building and turns out to be a candy factory yeah uh i don't understand why we're now in a candy factory yeah but again you're also tiny it seems like i can see it yeah um it's there's a weird like conveyor belt that's dropping uh mushrooms Mm -hmm. can't get past you mean marshmallows marshmallows doggone it this isn't Mario, Nick. No, it's not. Uh, and you have to use a trampoline to jump on top, and then there's a switch. You can turn it off and keep on moving to the right. And then there's another machine after that that does the exact same thing. And you know how to deal with this. Yeah, switch it off, man. And then after that is, uh, well, some caves. Some brown caves. Mm-hmm. Um, did you check out any of the roof areas? I didn't. You know, where it looks like the cave leads upward. I'm assuming there's a little hole with bonuses up there or something, right? Uh, there is a peppermint. Mm, okay. Nothing too exciting. But you're going to encounter the creepiest enemy. The teeth? Just some loose teeth. I've seen them called sweet tooth. Yeah. Sweet teeth. And know. they act identically to some of the things you've seen before, namely those uh, marshmallows at the very beginning. Yeah, they're just moving up and down, kind of chomping. Um, these do not have a set pattern, though, so they, that can be tricky. Mm-hmm. But not really if you just dodge them one by one. And then directly after them, you're going to see the level, well, there's a kind of a narrow ledger on it and an empty space below it and you're just going to go ahead and use that hole fall down there right away because there is a cauldron of chocolate yeah and it's shooting chocolate kisses into the sky uh, uh, yeah and you can't get past unless you uh turn that thing off yeah yeah so you know you need to have one extra ladder jelly bean for Mm -hmm. that area Mm -hmm. 
And then once you've gone through there, it's the final tooth rush. Yeah, once again, take care of those guys. Yeah, it's fairly annoying because there's so many of them. But I find this a lot easier than like the popcorn. The popcorn, I think, is the hardest part. I agree. To be honest. Uh, you make it through there, and then you walk down a very creepy hallway of gingerbread men. Yeah, uh, they're harmless, but they're creepy. I really thought that I was going to be fighting some of them. Yeah, I, I thought so too. And at the end of this hallway is the evil blob king's room. Yeah, the evil emperor. And when you walk in it, it's very confusing because your blob is now gone from yeah, your side. Yeah, he's been teleported into a, a cage directly in front of the evil emperor. For a second, I thought that was a different blob. And I was waiting for I, my I blob. Of, I thought so too. To join me. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on, blob. We got to save this other blob. You do. Uh, yeah. But when you whistle, it'll wake up a bit. And well, directly above the king, we should say, is a jar of vitamins. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, there's a rock that's about two feet high that you can't get over because, again, you're the weakest boy ever. Mm -hmm. You can't jump, climb, anything. No. So basically, you have to throw uh, an apple jelly bean into the blob's mouth from behind this rock by lobbing it and you have to do get like a little bit of a run yeah yeah because you get there yeah yeah so There's you have to do a little... this really awkward back and forth is the blob is the evil blob doing anything to you while this no, is happening no there's nothing so this i'm pretty sure like there's no like he's not projectiles <laughs> nothing he's just like <laughs> can you figure it out and i do want to say too that this evil blob guy is disgusting he is a like, grotesque like, he looks like he's made from pure cellulite or something. It's really gross. Well, I thought he looked very much like a gray Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a little crown on top. I can see that, yeah. And uh, this is the most anticlimactic boss fight of all time. <laughs> yeah, well, you just, yeah, once that jack, once the blob turns into the jack, it'll knock the vitamins over into the evil emperor's mouth, I guess, and that takes him down. He, he can't deal with it. Correct. And you have saved the planet, apparently. Yeah. It then cuts to... A nice little ending cutscene for you, where you and the blob are being congratulated, seemingly, by the king you just defeated. <laughs> Although he has a huge grin on his face now. Well, maybe, you know, he, he realizes now. Yeah. Maybe that was weren't vitamins, and they were like medication. His like antipsychotics. Perhaps. And there is a sea of blobs out there rejoicing. Yeah, a bunch of lazy blobs who didn't help anybody. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what it says? I don't, man. Well, because it's really fast, and then it just restarts. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very, uh, I guess, lackluster ending, but I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest. I would agree. Well, here we are in the review portion of our show. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. What do you got for this guy? Uh, <laughs> I was really, really torn. I, I wanted to give it a 3.0, but I ended up giving it a 2.5. Okay, I give it a 1.5. Okay. I think... I think the animation alone should get it up to 2. Well, yeah, I like the way... The one sprite is it? You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's yeah. just some of it's good. The background, some of them, I'm like that looks good, but there's so little. Right, and that's my my other note. There's either just an endless repetition with what you are seeing, or a sheer sparseness with the rest. And man, a real lack of sound effects. I gotta say. Yeah. There's yeah. like almost you get the whistle, and that's like it. Mm-hmm. I would have at least like a cartoon like I I I when you ran off the <laughs> side of the cliff. Yeah, man, anything really. But you know, uh, six weeks, right? The music is great. 
So mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. It's just like you said, two tracks. Yeah. Not that's, enough. That's it, man. And then we have play control. I'm going to guess you did not give this a very high score I, either. I gave it a 2.0. Okay. I gave it a 2.0 as well. I said this game has some very, very floaty controls, and I never stop where I want. Yeah, the weird momentum doesn't really work here, and it's not really necessary, so... No, not at all. In fact, the only parts of the game where you're actually trying to skillfully maneuver, it's a a great detriment. Mm -hmm. And while I do appreciate the fact they give you that wiggle room when you toss the jelly bean into its mouth, it's often not enough. If you're throwing it from a different ledge or from anywhere that's not directly across from that that blob, you're going to have trouble. Do you really have to aim it... I don't, I mean, I, you have to in the game, but should you? I, can't you just select it and no matter where he is, you just throw that bean in there? I don't know. I kind of like the aiming. If there was a little more going on, I would trade. If I had the jump button, I'd say yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we have the challenge factor of the game. Well, I was kind of torn on this because it's really short and actually not that hard once you get your, you know, ladder trampoline skills, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it's so brutal in getting the, the, the information. Like, yeah. you know, if you just getting the knowledge of what that dungeon or, I mean, the cavern looks like will take you so many lives if you weren't cheating. Yeah, that's why I gave it a 4.0. Okay. See, I gave it a 2.5 because I cheated, I guess. But Well, you know, so did I. We used the maps. But, you know, thinking of playing this without a map is just, just mind-bending. Again, but it's not even really that hard. It's just kind of, it would just be monotonous. Like, all mm-hmm. right, just keep dropping holes, you know, until yeah. we find the one, make a map and mark it on. It's pretty, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a very tedious thing to build a game around. Correct. And in fact, the placement of holes is, is my chief reasoning for my score. Gotcha. And then we have theme and fun, which I actually gave a 3.0 to. Okay. I, I gave it a 2.0 because... I mean, I want to use these jelly beans for cool things, but I generally wasn't. I'm just like making ladders and bridges, walking around. Yeah. It just wasn't that fulfilling, you know? I think a good chunk of my 3.0 is, is nostalgia and playing the, the well, reboot. I mean, there's... So I think you're probably a little more accurate. I think there's a cool idea in there. And I, from what I understand, uh, WayForward made that happen uh, 30 years later or whatever. Yeah, because in the, the new one, you go through each level with only the jelly beans you need. Right. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, we both said there's some cool ideas here. And maybe, you know, if David Crane had seven or eight weeks, we could have got something better. But in the six we have, <laughs> it's just there's just not enough. Like you said, the theming is cool, but you only get to see those particular areas for a few moments. And then welcome to the inky yeah. blackness of the caverns. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Nick, I ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I say no. You should not. Yeah, I was on the fence. I said, hmm, it's definitely an interesting idea. And if you're really a fan of like weird, crazy ideas, try it out. But otherwise... Well, and it's so short that you, you know, if you have a map, you could breeze through it pretty easily. But I feel like it'll just, you'll start to get what they're going for and then see how they missed it and then just be frustrated. Yeah, I, (laughs) I think that's probably the best way to put it. Next week's game will be Super Castlevania for the Super Nintendo. So get a copy of that game any way you can, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything you want to chat up us about, or maybe you know, can you find the grape jelly bean? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will read it and think about it and talk about it in the future.
And of course, you can hit us up on the Facebook at Cartridge Command. It's becoming livelier and livelier every week. I love seeing the crazy things you post, the funny memes, and of course, your thoughts and memories of all these games we've been going over. We're also on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We let you know when a new show drops, and you know, sometimes we just like to say hi to our other friends on the internet or help yeah. plug another friendly content creator. And one more thing to note is that I, Eric, will be at Replay FX uh, in Pittsburgh, the classic gaming and pinball convention, where they also have the Pinburg International Pinball Tournament. Oh, yeah. So if any other cartridge commandos are going to be there, uh, shoot me a message on that Twitter, and maybe we'll be able to say hi to each other. Yeah. But of course, subscribing to the show is the way you get it as soon as it drops. Telling your friends is the main way we grow this show. So, hey, thanks for telling your friends. We really appreciate it. Yeah. But we also must thank those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it is their hard-earned dollars that they give to us that makes this show actually happen. They are all great. They are. They are. You know what? They are better than every flavor jelly bean in this game. <laughs> For sure. So thank you. Thank you so much, folks. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on! at the end of your give me another i'm i'm nick here i'm nick D- but don't yell it hey <laughs> sorry i'm nick i i'm nick i'm nick <laughs> and i'm eric <laughs>